It's Friday night and the mood is right Gonna have some fun, so you always sound DGIF Alright, welcome to week 118 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, that over there is Travis. Gonna try to not lose my voice anymore than I already have, Steve. It's gonna happen. Good thing uh, I know a lot about these episodes and... Uh, I mean, I'm still going to talk. It's just, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes at the end. Uh, hey, we're a TGIF podcast. We go back, we watch all the shows that aired on TGIF 30 years after that, and then uh, we talk about them. And uh, these are episodes that would have aired, well, like, at least two of the three episodes would have aired when, Travis? Yeah, so these would have aired December 20th, 1991. Uh, Family Matters and Perfect Strangers, Step by Step, Baby Talk, both on reruns. We're gonna watch. We watched an extra dinosaur just to get caught up, but uh, yeah, Family Matters and Perfect Strangers, December twentieth. Uh, thanks to Pachuski for the theme song. We we played that one before once. We have. Thank you as always, though. And uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. You can also shoot us emails. Uh, that's pretty easy to do. TGIFcast at gmail.com. and uh, go follow that YouTube channel. Subscribe. Whatever you got to do. Just search two guys in a Fridays. We can get youtube.com slash TGIF or some. Oh, no, no, it's two guys in a Fridays. Slash two guys in a Friday. Do we want to just get it? If there's no other option. I mean, there hasn't been another option. Yeah, I know. <sighs> we'll figure it out. So yeah. um, before we talk about the episodes, we like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. And I just pulled one story. And a lot of times these uh, these sports stories that I pull, like the records that happen end up being broken like some years later or something. But this is one that still stands to this day. Okay. Um, December 17th, 1991, the NBA's most lopsided game of all time. Ooh, this is good. I like this. Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Miami Heat 148 to 80 by a record 68 points, and it is still the most lopsided <laughs> game to this day. So that, that I was expecting worse. Okay. Yeah. Well, you like but, three points or something. I mean, 140 is a high, high number in and of it itself. Is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was expecting like a lot, a lot bigger gap there. Well, 68 points is the biggest of all time. Sometimes games one team doesn't even score 68 points. I mean, they the the Heat barely that, did. How often does that? How often does that happen? In the the Heat barely scored sixty eight points. They scored eighty. Well, got new records because we get broken. What tonight? Tomorrow night? Which record? The <laughs> three point. The three point record. Oh, of all time. Of all time. Is that Steph Curry's going to beat it or? Yeah. Yeah. Sometime in the next couple games, I think right. that whatever. I mean, the next game he plays in, he's breaking it. Whenever that is. So maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, any other news stuff you want to talk about? No. What about movies and music? Movies and music, same song, black or white, Michael Jackson, number one. It's going to be number one for a few weeks, so buckle up for that one. Box office, so one of my favorites, one that we we watch a lot during the Christmas season, uh, Hook. Yeah. Uh, the Steven Spielberg, Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Hook. Classic, right? Absolutely. Julia Roberts. Rufio. Rufio. We were, I, was trying to, I was teaching my kid. I, my kid watched it last night. I was trying to get him to say bangerang and like like really like scream bangerang. Yeah. Didn't didn't happen. Oh, it did, but not not with the kind of regularity that I was going for. But okay. like you you could get it out of him. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Hook. What about uh, birthdays? Anything this week? We do have a birthday, uh, Miss Jamie Foxworth. So uh, Judy from Family Matters. Her birthday is today. If you're listening to it on the day this comes out, the seventeenth. So happy birthday, uh, Jamie. And uh, and yeah. 
that's the only one. Cool. So let's try to get through this. Uh, try to get it done before your voice is done, I guess, completely. Uh, we'll start off with Family Matters. Season 3, episode 13. The name. Are we, episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want to start with Family Matters? Oh, yeah. I did dinosaurs. say you want to start you Dinosaurs. Met, you texted me and said, let's start yeah. with Dinosaurs. Yeah, so I want to start Dinosaurs only because it's kind There's of not a, a weird episode. About. There's not a lot yeah. to talk about it yet. So this uh, episode, if you're trying to find it on Disney, I, I, I didn't even see it at first. It's the last episode of season one, which Disney has everything screwed up, right? Yeah, I don't know why they did that, but th- this is it would have aired actually in January of, of 1992, I believe, when it normally aired. So we're, you know, we're watching I will just say, to though, up. I bet it was recorded like or like made like earlier than it actually aired because it seems like all of these clips are yeah. season one clips. Like there was nothing like recent on the clip show. You're right. But you have to also remember that season one for dinosaurs was only like six episodes and season two. Yeah. But this might've been all those six. You're, episodes. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, it is. It is also, it's a lot of stuff. If not all of it, it does happen very early on. And it's all very non-specific stuff. Generally. It's all like general, very high level themes. There's not a lot of specifics in the, in it at all. Yeah, so the episode starts off, we're introduced to uh, a human in the show, Sir David. Well, it's kind of it's kind of a unique opening because it starts with the normal theme song and then halfway through the theme song, it like, the screen like rips and it goes into like real world human. What's his name, David something bottom? Sir David Tushingham, PhD. Tushingham, yeah. yeah from yeah. Uh, Oxford Community College. Right. And uh, they show this guy, he's uh, walking around like this rock formation saying like 60 million years ago, uh, the most fearsome creatures ever lived here, dinosaurs. And why did they disappear? These are the things we're trying to figure out. Why did they end up on uh, as decorations on children's pajamas? And then it shows that Earl is actually watching this show, right? Yeah. I don't know if that's actually the intent, but it. That's, That's what, what I got out, that he's yeah. watching this like documentary type thing about dinosaurs, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I don't know. And he says, this feels, feels oddly specific to us or yeah. something like that. And then um, David uh, shows some dinosaur bones and he's like, if only these bones could talk. And then they start showing some clips. And this whole episode is just going to be like some clips. David says something, some clips. David says something like back and forth, like 35 times. And I, I mean, I wrote down each like section, I guess I did too, but still like, but yeah, only these bones could talk. And then there's a, a clip of uh, the baby being talk uh, born and like him talking for the first time. Like that's kind of what the first clip is. Yeah. It's like the birth of dinosaurs. And then uh, it goes back to David and he's talking about dinosaurs being ferocious beasts. And then there's just uh, a whole bunch of clips of uh, baby hitting Earl on the head and Roy and Earl fighting and uh, just like beating up each other. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the scientist and he's talking about how the most ferocious dinosaur, the most feared dinosaur is the Triceratops. Yeah, and then and we get course. clips of uh, Earl and Roy and Ridgefield. in uh, Ridgefield's office. Yeah, and then uh, back to David talking about how dinosaurs were so big, uh, we have to think that they ate lots of food. And then we get clips of uh, just dinosaurs well, eating for a few episodes. And the next like three or four back and forth is all just about dinosaurs eating and then cutting back to the dinosaurs in the show eating. Um, and then it finally ends with him finding like a small bone and says, you know, there's still so much to be found. Like, what is, what is this bone? Where does this come from? And then it kind of pans out and you see two of the other archaeologists tossing chicken bones in the, in the dig site. Yeah. With like, like a clearly like a KFC bucket KFC. next to him. Yeah. 
So then there's like a commercial break. We come back. David is um, welcoming everyone back to the show and talking about how understanding dinosaurs is like putting together a jigsaw puzzle and scientists speculate the dinosaurs may have actually had two brains, one in their head, one in their tail, which may have made them very intelligent animals. And then, of course, we get clips of Earl just doing stupid and saying stupid things. Yeah, just dinosaurs being dumb for a few clips. And then back to David. Um, he says, sometimes when we're doing these archaeological digs, we find artifacts. And rather than trying to figure out what these artifacts mean, we just bury them back into the dirt again. Kind of like this box that we find. And they show a TV, which I don't understand how he doesn't know what a TV is. But uh, Well, it's not the TV. So you're, the, the one little part that you didn't mention was it, they rebury it so they don't have to try to try to explain it. They just say it never happened. And that's the whole point here is that like, he doesn't want to have to do the work to kind of explain why dinosaurs had televisions, which, you know. They do in Dinosaur World. Yeah, and then there's just a bunch of clips uh, of all the different TV shows they watched mm -hmm. uh, in the show Dinosaurs. And then uh, it kind of goes back and forth to uh, Grandma kind of commenting on TV and how it's like uh, how it's bad, I guess. And uh, right. back and forth the clips, talk, her talking. And then back to David where um, the t I think the TV's there again. And he's saying something about... Uh, just like the cycle of like digging up and burying these artifacts again. And then uh, this girl comes in and she, I forget what she has. She brings him something, right? She brings does. him some tea, like some tea on a yeah, little yeah, platter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like uh, he's talking, and then he goes into talking how like mating was an elaborate ritual after he sees this girl. And then that's where we get a whole bunch of clips of just like, different like dating and sexual situations yeah like them flirting the episode where earl like goes to learn the mating da dance and just kind of that stuff yep and then david talks about uh different gender roles we get clips mm -hmm. of all the different like gender role things that have happened and then he talks about um uh well something with like children in this part too right um, yeah, just, the, just, there's like a, the little, there's a little boy and he, he's in the, in the like modern times, he's playing baseball with one of the dinosaur bones and he goes and he takes it and he talks about how the dinosaurs young, like their, their children played and they had, you know, babies like everybody else. Yeah. And how they like cherish their children. And then they show like the clip of like the baby in the egg and you can kind of like see through it. And then David goes right, back right. and talks about like, um, how dinosaurs demand respect and obedience from their from everyone, and then there's just a whole bunch of uh, not the mama clips here. Exactly. Um, then he goes back to David again, um, and he's like, "Well, what destroyed the dinosaurs? Will it will it happen to us? Probably not, because we know that we need to learn from our past, and uh, there will be no ecological collapse like there was in the world of the dinosaurs." And then uh, two workers come by, the same guys that were eating the chicken earlier. And he's like, hey, boss, uh, what should we do with all this trash? And he's like, how should I know what to do with it in the desert? Just uh, just dump it somewhere. And then they open up the bags and just start dumping trash on the ground. And that's the end of the episode. Of course, implying that humans are going to destroy the earth because we're idiots. Yeah, and it's um, uh, way worse than it was 30 years ago, I feel like. <laughs> it is. Um, one note that is cool about this episode is that the set that they use, this like dig area, uh -huh. is the same dig area that was used for Jurassic Park. Oh, so, that is pretty that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say? Like, who was the actor? Anyone we should know that plays no, David? No, no, nobody. I mean, nothing, there's nothing of note. It's just kind of your standard clip show. They did it in a fun way where it was done like a, a National Geographic low budget special. Um, no, nothing else really. 
Yeah, and if you do want to go back, you haven't watched it yet. Like we said, uh, if you're watching it on Disney, it's at the end of the first season. Even though, like on Disney, I think we're like halfway through the second season of the Disney right. episodes right now. Yeah, it it's it's out of place. Um. So yeah. Then after that, uh, now we're going to talk about what happened at eight o'clock. This is uh, Family Matters season three, episode thirteen. Choir yes. Trouble is the name of the episode, right? Yeah. Which I was trying to figure out if that was some kind of like like play, play words. a word. Yeah. But I couldn't. I couldn't put it together. So uh, the little clip we get before the uh, theme song kind of sets everyone up, and it's a long one too. Like um, it yeah. starts off with um, Carl and Estelle in the living room. And Carl's like calling for the rest of the family to come down because they're going to be late for church. Uh, Richie comes in. He has spilled grape juice on his jacket. So then they go off to clean that. Uh, Urkel arrives at the house and he's like, hey, Estelle, uh, you look stunning. And uh, I'm so jealous that the Winslows get to go to church every Sunday. Uh, It's just not like what my Sundays are like. And uh, Estelle, I... mm, does he talk about his what his family does on Sundays? Here? He does. He talks about how they go to like sensory deprivation tank at the science center, and it's it's really like just science and kind of like a little bit of new agey stuff that they do on their Sundays. Yeah, and then Estelle actually invites Steve. Well, why don't you come to church with us? And he's uh, thrilled. He's to go. Yeah, Carl comes back in uh, once again, yells for everyone to come down. Like this time, like really yells, "Get down yeah. here! We're gonna be late to church." They all run downstairs, even if they're not ready. Estelle breaks the news that she has invited Steve to go to church and that he will be coming with them. And then they all just run back upstairs, which I don't understand because they're all like, oh, we got to go back and change. It's like, what? Why? I mean, I don't, they don't want to go with Steve. Yeah, but they are. They're still going to go with Steve. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they like, think they I don't understand. The Maybe joke. they're thinking they can get out of it or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. So after the theme song, we start this episode where most of this episode takes place. We are now at this new um, scene. We're at church. Um, yes. You can see like, I mean, it's a full church room. You see like it's church where everyone's singing up front. And uh, it appears that Rachel is kind of like the lead of this choir that's going on. And uh, and everyone's in the choir. Harriet, Eddie, Carl, Laura, the whole the whole like middle of the yeah, family. Those is, four is plus Rachel and then um, Estelle and Judy and Richie and Steve are sitting uh, in the crowd watching. Yeah. A couple other notes, too, on the people in this crowd. So Pastor Peebles, who is the main pastor guy, uh-huh. uh, he was uh, he's been in a Family Matters episode before, but he was one of the Darnells on that reunion episode where they oh, get yeah, back yeah. The, uh, the band back together. Did he have so that hair in that one or no? Uh, not like this, not like yeah. not like he has in this episode. Um, the other thing is that so he's hard to pick out, and I I'm not even sure if I actually found the right person or if he was actually he was mostly <laughs> off camera. Yeah. But um, Earl Billingsley, who was Leon and New Attitude, is is in the church crowd oh. um, during the show. So I don't know if they kind of just kind of put him in the background as like a hidden Easter egg, but I'm pretty sure he's on the far left uh, when they first get in. But it, it it's it's hard to it's hard to pick him out. Which one was if, Leon? I, is he the one that runs the building? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. the landlord. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's there I didn't, somewhere. I didn't catch him. Yeah, he's hard to catch. It's, it's you gotta really You think in the crowd like, and not the choir? He or? not in the choir. I I almost am hesitant to say he was even in like most of the on screen crowd as opposed to being like kind of on the side as like back filler, you know what I mean? Like when they yeah, shot yeah. stuff in the back. So All right. Well, yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, look out for uh for Leon. Well Billingsley. Yep. Um so yeah, then um like Steve's really excited about being here. He's into it. Like every, he's just standing up and cheering. And then uh, 
The pastor starts uh, the service up after they finish their song, and Steve just kind of keeps interrupting with like amens and hallelujahs because that's Hallelujah. what uh, Estelle told him to do, and uh, maybe not this much, but uh, the uh, pastor announces there's some changes in the choir, and he announces that Rachel is the new choir director. I do like that he makes a point to say that the old choir director left to go sing back up for ZZ Top. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Rachel's excited. This is something she wanted. And, uh, he, the, the pastor also recognizes that there's some new faces in the church that haven't been there before. And if anyone wants to stand up and say anything about their, uh, I guess like their reasoning for coming or something they're thankful for or something, I don't know, whatever, but Steve stands up of course. And talks about, uh, how much it means to him being there and with the Winslows and everything. And then uh, the choir starts back up singing like uh, some amen song or something. Yeah, some 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 hymnal. Or... I wrote down a a a amen. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Um, so then we go to choir practice. Um, this is probably a few days later, I would assume. We know it is. They say it is. It says it on the screen a few days uh, later. Yeah. So it starts off with uh, Eddie trying to ask out some other girl that's in the choir, I guess. And she turns him down kind of Becky. quickly. Yeah. Seems kind of pointless to put this here, but whatever. 100% pointless. No, no point at all. Given um, Eddie a few lines. Then we also find out that uh, Carl has gotten a, uh, a hat as a gift for Rachel, which Harriet calls him out because she knows... The only reason she bought or that he bought a gift for Rachel was to try to get a solo in the uh, in the performance. Yeah, she's giving him a hard time about that. And then Rachel comes in and thanks Harriet for the necklace that she bought her. Yeah. And obviously was intended to get her to the solo. Uh, Steve comes in at this point and uh, tries to join the choir. Uh, it's something that he's interested in. And Rachel's like, sure, come on up. You can be you can you can be part of it. Right. Exactly. So uh, they start singing. Uh, they're practicing a song that they're going to be performing, and Steve is absolutely awful. It sounds like he is uh, about to go through puberty, but Rachel actually asks him about that, and he's already past that point, and uh, this is his voice for, for good now is what he says. Yeah. I mean, not only is he bad, but he's he, he also stands out so badly. Like, you can hear him, uh, obviously, above everybody else. Yeah, so... He, Rachel calls him forward and tries to get him to sing. So maybe that she can like figure out like where his tone is and like trying to help. She's got like a little tone whistle and stuff. And like, he is just like so bad. Like he try, he can't even like be like above or below the tone. Like it's just, it's bad. He's yeah. I mean, he's just not a good singer. So Rachel's like, well, Guess you can't be in this choir. Um, and the rest of the choir like wants to give him a chance, but she just kicks him out of the room and uh, we get like, sad Steve well, Urkel walking out of the back of the church. The other thing that we haven't mentioned here is that that there's a big, what's it called? Like a uh, gospel Sunday coming up. And evidently this is a big event where the choir is like the main, main attraction. So Rachel really wants to give like the best performance ever to show that she can do it. And so she's the whole time. She's like, this isn't, this isn't going to work for you know, gospel Sunday and we, we, we can't have you on the, on the choir. And the rest of the choir is not happy about uh-huh. her kicking Urkel off. Like they want him to be there give him a chance, not even give him a chance that I don't think that they even care if he's bad or not. They just want him to be able to be part of it. So then we get, uh, we get sad Steve walking out of the back and we, sh- and then they show Rachel kind of a close up where it seems like she thinks she knows that she did something wrong and they show yeah, the choir you- again. And like, everyone's upset about the situation. 
Yeah, yeah. They she does give a little bit of a look like she knows she she messed up. So then we jump forward a few hours later. Um, it's still choir practice. Everyone is tired. Rachel is uh, just being super demanding. Like uh, she wants everyone to be perfect, but is not being really nice about it. And we find out here that they've been practicing now for six hours at this point. Yeah. It's 11, did you say it was 11.45 at night? No, I didn't. So 11.45 at night, everyone's getting fed up with her. Rachel um, ends up taking Carl's solo away from him and saying, uh, you know what? We need one of the best singers. Uh, me and so-and-so are the best two. I flipped the coin. I won. I'm going to do the solo for this song. So And she's just like tells everyone, like, I'm in charge. I'm the one yeah. that's uh, going to be... I'm the one they, they the pastor put in charge, so I'm going to be the one that's uh, making all the decisions here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she just straight up takes it and says, "It's me now. Deal with it." Um. So let's see where are we at here. Carl. Uh, Carl takes his hat. Carl's like, "Fine, then I'm out. See you later. I'm taking the hat." And she's like, "But my hat." And so he leaves. Oh, oh no! He snaps the baton too here. Like he takes oh, that's the baton right. that's from right. her. Because she makes a big deal about having the baton. Well, here yeah. you go. Now you got two batons. And then, like, yeah, he walks out. He quits. He takes the hat with him. Harriet follows behind him. Takes the neck, like rips the necklace off. Rips of her the necklace off. Of <laughs> right. And then right. Uh, the rest of the choir all follows. Like she now has no one left except for one guy. One guy stays. Like one guy had no intention of leaving. And I'm just thinking he was trying to hook up with Rachel. Is it Leon or no? I don't know. It definitely wasn't. All right, so then we go back to the Winslow's house. Um, Estelle and Steve are playing checkers. Steve beats her like she's got like seven or eight left and beats him and beats her in one move, which is kind of embarrassing. But uh, yeah, then Estelle um, asks Steve about his parents' reaction to him going to church with them, and uh, Steve's like, "Well, uh, they don't like that I go. Um, my dad." doesn't understand how I can actually even believe in God with all the scientific knowledge that I have. And uh, then he compares it to like uh, like a- atoms, right? He's like, well, you can't see an atom and you, you know and you believe that that's there. And I can't, that's kind of what I like to think about or something like that, right? Something like that. Um, so then... Then Rachel comes in. Yeah, Rachel comes home. Estelle tells her... Um, that uh, she's just, it was wrong what she did with Steve and like how she's being a director and everything. And uh, well, not, and not just Steve, but like the entire choir. She's like, she says to her, she's like, you know the way you're acting with the choir? Stop, <laughs> don't stop doing that. Don't do that. Yeah, and she also says like, the Lord doesn't care if they, uh, if anyone sings off key as long as they're singing from the heart. Like right. talking mainly about Steve at this point. And she's like, she knows that she messed up and Estelle is it Estelle or Harry that tells her here? Estelle, right? Yeah. Estelle. Estelle's yeah. her uh, tells uh, Rachel that she needs to apologize, and if she does, she thinks that the choir will come back. This is very much the uh, the the sister act lesson, where it's like you know, it doesn't matter how good they are, it just matters that they they want to sing. Oh, I, I've never well, seen oh. Sister Act or Sister Act Two or <laughs> what Sister Act Three? Is there three? There, there's no three. I don't think there's a three. Or Sister Act. I can't act believe you've on, never seen one. on Broadway. There's a Broadway one, right? Yeah, we went and saw that. Don't go. Did you? Don't do it. Well, we saw it. We saw it, the like Richmond version. Not So not Broadway. So you're a like, big Sister so, Act fan. Sister Act is amazing. The fact that you haven't seen Sister Act 1 or 2 is is shocking to me because it's such a like ubiquitous movie. It's like, such a good movie. I don't movie. like Whoopi Goldberg. This is a really good Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Ricky, Whoopi, 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 I can understand people not liking Whoopi Goldberg now. No, oh, no, Goldberg. always. Like, I don't like her as an actress. Uh, I don't know. In the 90s, I, there's a lot of really good Whoopi Goldberg in the 90s. Like what, a Ghost? 
Ghost, Star Trek, uh, Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, was it Tarzan? No, 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 no. That, that was someone else. Uh, she was in Mind King. Um, Nothing you named has excited me about going to watch some Whoopi Goldberg. Sister Act is a good movie. Sister Act 2 is a good movie. The, the, the play version is awful, but the, the two movies, really good. All right. So let's go back to church now. Um, we're there. We're at church. And uh, the pastor says, all right. Color, color purple. It's a classic. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're yeah. at church. Uh, it's Gospel Sunday. Well, it was supposed to be. The uh, pastor makes up some <laughs> excuses for why it was canceled. I don't even remember what his excuses were. He doesn't even really give one. Rachel kind of interrupts him before he has a chance to try to make something up. Yep, so he just kind of says, like, everything fell apart. Yeah, she stands up and she's like, well, everyone, the truth uh, why it got canceled was that I was not the best uh, director and uh, everyone quits and now we have no choir. And uh, then, like, she apologizes kind of here. She really kind of made it about herself for a minute. It really kind of was going in the direction like, is this going to be an apology or is this going to be just some, like, BS? Yeah, but like one by one, the Winslows start standing up and start singing with her and get in front of the church. And then everyone else in the choir kind of comes back. And then somehow everyone's up there singing. The crowd's clapping and singing along. And uh, they sing out to the end of the episode. And that's kind of it. But there is a little extra bonus scene in this one, too, with uh, the crowd or I guess the choir continuing to sing through the credits as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice. It's a nice scene where they just kind of like one by one start singing. Yeah, I guess. It's cool. Um, so then uh, Perfect Strangers, right? Perfect Strangers. So this is, uh, what is the actual episode number? Because it's not episode four like it is on uh, whatever. On Apple? On Apple. Uh, 13, 12? I think it's 12. Yeah. Season seven, episode 12. So yep. Yep, yep. if you want to watch it on Apple, they have this episode four. I watched it nine weeks ago, which was not right. So. These are my notes from nine weeks ago. We'll see how much I remember from it. But uh, oh, you actually found your notes from nine. Weeks I did. Ago. Yeah, I didn't have to watch it again. So All right, uh, go ahead. I watched it this morning. Um, the name of the episode is Door to Door, and I thought we had talked about this, but apparently we hadn't. We have not um, talked about this episode. So after the theme song, we come back. Um, yeah, because this is the first time they've had this house too. Right. So I think. So here's what. Here's my theory. Here, what happened is that this. I think this was supposed to air the week that the Thurgood Marshall hearings happened. And since that became like really big news, they showed it on on primetime TV. And so they pushed this one out. And the thing about this episode is that it doesn't matter. Like you can show it wherever. There's no there's no time markers, right? There's no like, you know, Clarence there's just Marshall. nothing. What's that? Clarence Thomas. What did I say? Thurgood Marshall? Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. yeah, that was the guy before. I meant Clarence Thomas. Um, so. So, yeah. So, I mean, you they could have they could have moved it wherever and they did. Yeah, so, so um, they show Larry getting home, and he's got great news. And uh, well, first when he gets home, ba- what, what we first see is Balky in the house stuffing, stuffing some bears, right? Stuffing bears. He's got like three dozen bears that he is he is stuffed, and then then Larry comes home with good news. Yeah, and when I took, when I wrote down these notes, it's like way out because I'm like the house has furniture now because it didn't the episode <laughs> before. And uh, but Larry tells Balky that um, he's got a part time job that is going to make him make them absolutely rich. And uh, the plan is that they're going to start selling this uh, clean for life soap is what it's called. Right. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. 
and uh, he wants Valky to join him and be part of it. And he kind of explains it to him like like anyone with trying to get someone to jump on a pyramid scheme would explain something. <laughs> Do you want to make unlimited money? Be your own boss? Set your own schedule? My wife almost got pyramided uh, at like Target the other day. It's always, like, it's always during the holidays. Like some random person comes up to you and is somebody like... Somebody comes came up to her, but she didn't almost get... She she knew what was up. Like No, I don't know about that. Like, I know you're they right. got through they got through a lot of conversation, I think. That's different though than actually putting money down and Oh no, no money was put down. She didn't even get to like get to her plan or anything. Like it was just like she knew this is where it was going eventually. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's kind of the setup. Like uh Larry's got this pyramid scheme that he's already in, he wants Balky to be part of it, and uh we're gonna see where that goes throughout the episode. So um then it goes to Larry teaching Balky about selling, just in general, I think. And uh, yep. we find out that they're going to be selling this uh, clean for life door to door. And Larry starts showing him like the manual slash script of like what you say when you go to someone's house to try to get someone to buy this stuff. Right. Well, this is classic multi-level marketing where not only is there the product that has been bought, but he also has the book by the guy who started the company that teaches him how to sell the product, which, which he, of course, paid for as well. Yeah. Um, I saw someone on Facebook Marketplace trying to sell like the baskets that for some pyramid scheme that you can like store your jewelry in. And she was sure. like, buy it here. I'm selling all these whatever baskets for $300 for baskets and a shelf. Which obviously she bought as part of the pyramid scheme at some point, and now is getting out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. It's it's a it's that it is sad. It's very sad. It's sad that people fall for it still. Like I don't understand. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Inspiration, man. So he teaches them like uh, how to say no to no is like his first like lesson that he's saying. Like uh, if someone's trying to say no that they don't want to buy this, you say no to them saying no, and then you make sure that you get the sale. That's the big point. And, yeah, uh, no means yes when people want to buy stuff. That whole that whole deal. Yeah, and uh, Balky or he Larry tells Balky at this point too that they are going to um, send some of the stuff to like the clean for life stuff to L- Lenora Dumont, who is the big hotel chain uh, owner in the area, and hopefully get her to buy this stuff and put it in all of her hotel chains. Like that's his new plan. Yeah, I mean, his pl- yeah, exactly. His plan is to not go door to door, but just to go to one door and sell all the stuff. So then we go to a new scene where Larry and Balky are now arriving at Lamora, Lenora Dumont's house. They have somehow gotten an appointment or something. They're at her house. They're going to sell this stuff and be rich, right? Yeah, and you said she owns a chain of hotels, right? Yep, you did say yep. that. Okay. So right. Larry says he's going to do all the talking. The plan is to get... Uh, Something wasn't it right there? I don't know, but to, uh, to, buy, to buy all the stuff, get the hmm, looks like get the M. sale, the know. sale, get, get the money, get the Monet, get the money. That's probably right. The plans to get the money. So Ms. Dumont comes in. Um, she doesn't remember Larry, but apparently he interviewed her like a month right. ago about the hotel chain or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He he. Well, about her art collection. So he interviewed her oh, about okay. her art collection. She has no recollection at all until Balky says, don't you remember cousin Larry spilled gazpacho on you? And she's like, oh, yeah, you. Yeah, she thinks he's there for like a follow-up interview, but then uh, right. she ends up showing them like this portrait that this uh, famous uh, painter, Ronaldo Ricardo, is painting of her. Like a big like oil right. pastel like painting or something that's, I don't know, big painting that's right in front of the room. It's, 
it's a pain that you get if you have a lot of money and she's going to hang it in the Chicago Art Museum. Yep. And then uh, they try to get into uh, the sale mode at this point, I think, where they tell her that they're there to sell her a revolutionary product. And Balky tries to start talking, which obviously was against Larry's plan from the start. And Larry- right, because he's re- he's reading right from a card that is not intended for like this kind of sale. It's like the door to door sale. Uh-huh. Even still, like he's reading directly from the card. So Larry starts explaining clean for life, and uh, Lenora says, "No, you guys need to get out of my house." And Balky gets all excited because she said no because now he thinks no means yes, and uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. He's all confused. And then uh, Larry knocks over, what, like, a tray or something? Yeah, there's, like, a tray sitting on a coffee table in front of him, and he somehow knocks that over. And I, 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 I didn't even notice it beforehand, so I'm not even sure what was on it, if it was just, like, yeah, sandwiches. or I, I have no idea what was on the tray. But he's, he's, like, apologizing. She's like, don't touch it. Get out of my house. I'll have the maid clean it up. Yeah, so she shrieks, gets the maid, tells him to get out of there, and then uh, – I think she ends up leaving the room, but they're still in there, right? She does. She says, by the time I come back, you need to be gone. And And this is where Larry has like a new plan. His plan is he's going to clean the room with this uh, revolutionary soap that they're trying to sell. And then she's going to have no choice but to buy it because it's going to do such a good job. I wish they had taken like an extra 30 seconds here or somewhere in this scene to actually clean it and clean it successfully just to show that like they actually have a good product. They're just a bunch of idiots. They wouldn't be able to sell it even, even if they had a good product. I don't think they actually have a good product though. Probably right. So he ends up like shaking up the soap, like to, I don't know, mix it up or whatever. And it ends up like, I guess the lid wasn't on all the way or it. Well, Valky tries to stop him. This is that, this is that classic perfect strangers moment where Larry's about to do something. Valky sees that what Larry is about to do is going to be, is going to mess something up and he's trying to t- he's trying to stop him trying to stop him and Larry's like no 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 stop talking I'm trying to do this just watch just listen and he does it gets the cleaning liquid on the on the like sheet that is covering the portrait of Miss du- Dumont yeah Miss Dumont yeah so they like uncover to make sure that the painting's okay and like one small little dot got on the painting right and otherwise looks fine indist- fine yeah. perfect yeah. Um, but Larry tries to, uh, like freaks out, tries to get this little like dot off the painting It makes it even worse. Like now it's like a big smudge smear. Like it's, it's ruined already at this point. Of this already started to remind me of that, that viral news article from like five, six years ago where the woman tried to try to uh, restore that painting. And do you remember this? Kind of. There was like a painting in Europe and this woman tried to restore it and it, it was awful. I mean, it, it, it was really, really bad. Yeah. And, so he's made this thing even worse. He starts freaking out, um, tries to fix the mess up that he made. It makes it even more worse. At Way this point. worse. Yeah. Um, he then like tries to wipe it off and then it's just, it's so bad now. Like he's destroyed this thing even more than it had been like before, but he's freaking yeah. out. Um, Balky says that he can fix it. Then he wipes off the entire face of the painting. Like doesn't even, it's just a blank spot now. Well, he's he like, it. well, I'm going to just start over and like erases the whole thing. Yep. And then, uh, of course, Mrs. Dumont walks in at this point, sees what they've done and just, just screams. Cause they've, well, <laughs> cause what he does, what he does, he, so he wipes the face off and then he's like, all right, now what did she look like? Uh, which is a problem. And then, so she walks in and he says, all right, go ahead and smile. And she's freaking out. And he just draws like, like a red smiley face smile on the, on the canvas. 
Yeah, so that scene ends. We then go back to uh, the home of Larry and Balky where um, they're shining shoes together. They're dressed up, and we find out it is for Miss Dumont's party. But no, they are not attending. They're going to be parking cars for her for the next six months to repay for this painting. Yeah, yeah. The way they set this up is that they're like going to this party that they ended up, everything ended up being okay. They, they, you know, they worked everything out and uh, they're going, but then we find out that, like you said, they're going to valet for, what did you say, six months, right? Yeah, six months. That should be enough to uh, pay off both the carpet and the painting is what they say. Yeah. And that's it. Pretty, pretty simple episode for this one. Pretty simple. Um, So yeah, we've got three of them. Uh, Kind of weird week to rank them, but we might as well do it, right? We do it every other week. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm putting dinosaurs at three. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple sense. funny parts, but nothing really happened to it. And I'll go, I'll go. Family Matters two, Perfect Strangers one. I think like the wiping and like the fixing of the painting was really funny, like that part. But neither episode like was that complex or that much going on. It was like one central small idea that they kind of built around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really cared for one much over the other. Um, yeah, if I, I was to. If I had to pick, I'd probably put. I don't even know, man. Um, They're pretty. I know. There wasn't anything in either episode either that really like stood out. You know what I mean? I'd probably put Family Matters at two and Perfect Strangers at one. Okay. Um, what do we got going on next week? So nothing. 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 Um, there's no episodes next week. So we're tr- we're still working on an interview that becomes. I don't know if, if it's gonna happen or not. Um, but we'll see if we can get that on by then. If not, uh, you know, let's watch a dinosaurs or something. And and I think you've already pre-watched one, so it'll be easy for you. And we can just chat about that one episode and make it uh, a light and easy holiday. And if not, then we'll run the uh, interview that we get, and then we'll save that dinosaurs for after the holidays. Yep, exactly. All right, cool. Sounds good. Cool. Well, that's all I got. Uh, Do the... Uh, yeah, all the social media stuff. Did yeah, you do that. Did no, you? I mean not at the end. Uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. Uh, emails go to TGIFcast at gmail.com. YouTube, you still got to search for us. It's probably the easiest way to do it, anyways. Uh, just yeah. search two guys in the Fridays, and uh, just follow us. Like we said, that's the way to find out what we're doing, when we're doing it, that kind of thing. It is. Yeah, we got to be more. We got to be a little bit better too. I think we've been slacking on the Facebook, so we'll yeah, get back on there. To make true. sure that uh you all have all the all the info so cool that's all i got steve that's it have a good week man you got it dude it's friday night and the mood is right gonna have some fun so you always sound tgif tbf podcast